What happens when, as a child, you witness a traumatic event, people being loaded up on gurneys into an ambulance, and then later in life, you seem to be able to communicate with these very same people long after they have passed? This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That'd be an interesting thing to experience. If you got a ghost story, write it in at realghoststoriesonline.com or call 855-853-4802. I can't think of, I don't think I've really witnessed anybody die or have anything horrible happen to them when I was a child. I mean, I, I went to like funerals and stuff of like relatives that died of old age, but I don't think I saw anybody like get hit by a car or anything. You? Well, I not, not as a child. But okay. as an adult, I remember driving home from work one day from the station that we worked at. Mm-hmm. And um, I was living quite a ways away. I was living in Nina at the time, which mm-hmm. is probably a 40-minute drive or something. Yeah. And you know when you're driving, you're not really paying attention. You're just kind of going through the motions. I got to a certain point in the drive and I said, oh my God, how did I get this far? Like, that's crazy. I was listening to the radio, really not paying attention. And all of a sudden, I was there. Came up to a stoplight. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting to turn right. There was one car ahead of me at the stoplight. And I could see that the guy was on his cell phone. He was chatting and stuff like that. Not paying attention. All of a sudden, he starts going. So I start turning right. Mm -hmm. I didn't even look at the light. Oh, shit. And and I looked up and the light was still red. And he kept going. And a truck came and T-boned him. And spun his car around several times. And I think... Everybody at that stop sign, at, at that stoplight, waited a second, but I ran out as fast as I could. Mm-hmm. And all I could see was this guy in the front seat and uh, eyeballs hanging out. Oh, and just, God. Just, just there was a, and there was a glug, glug, glug sound as pretty much every orifice in his head was, you know, gushing. And I will never forget that. I can't imagine you would. Um, I'm assuming he died. Oh, he was, yeah, he was gone before he, uh, he hung up the phone. (laughs) Hello. I was just thinking, can you imagine being on the other end of that and really not knowing what had happened and then finding out that the person that you were on the phone with passed away? No, that would be, yeah, that would be horrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's an image that uh, I can't get out of my head now that you're like eyeballs hanging out and everything. It's like, uh, sorry about that. Yeah, there you go. Fun imagery for everyone today, kids. Uh, well, let's go to this story. Uh, it says I'm a medium and I have seen spirits all my life, starting when I was very young and saw two elderly people being put into an ambulance while simultaneously seeing them standing behind the door of the cab as they watched their bodies being loaded in. Did you see the guy standing behind the truck when you walked out there? He was not there, no, no. Okay, a white sheet covering them as they were put into a gurney. They both looked at me and at their bodies again. They knew I could see them, but seemed traumatized. I was young, but not sure how old I was. I'd been running around the immediate area outside my apartment, exploring. And when I saw that, I ran back in to tell my family what I saw. They were all gathered around the TV, hanging out. It must have been a weekend. They all laughed at me because I was the kid who told great stories. These sightings had continued my entire life and I had some fear for it for a time until I realized it was a gift. When people would and still do ask me if I get scared, I say no and explain it this way. Imagine that you're in your home alone. You turn around to your supposed uh, Gandhi is standing in the middle of your kitchen. Say you don't have any idea that Gandhi is peaceful and would never hurt a fly, your immediate reaction would be one of fear. 
And it's natural because you don't know who this person is. If a stranger just appeared in your house out of nowhere, you'd be afraid. But if you knew who it was, the fear would, just, would dissipate. Simply continue with the communication. So the fear you feel upon the surprise visit of a ghost is natural for the moment, but when you know you have this ability and simply ask who it is and begin communication, you get used to seeing people just show up. Ghosts to me are just like people, only talk telepathically and have superpowers. We should all be so lucky. When the fear subsides, your gift strengthens. When I work in property management, a woman was murdered in her home on the property. It was a terrible day for everyone. Media showed up, nosy, wanting the story. CSI was on the property, just like the TV show. And me having to escort the family into the apartment after it was released was hard. I had to go in and see the brain matter and blood all over everything. I figured he killed her with a weapon of opportunity because the lid to the toilet top was missing. I begged the brother to let me have it clean before they went in to see it this way. They did not need to see this to understand what had occurred. The brother agreed. I called Hazmat out immediately, and they were amazing at what they did and so professional and respectful. I was the liaison for the family and offered some comfort as we sorted out what would come or who would come to retrieve things, etc. That night, after talking to her brother during the day and making arrangements for her items, I was in my living room trying to decompress from the stress, eating my favorite sour cream potato chips, and trying to do something normal that would get my mind off of what happened. I was also sad and devastated for her and her family when suddenly, to my right, she appeared. The murdered woman standing to my right saying nothing, just waiting for me to acknowledge her. Now, I've been called the real-life ghost whisperer because it happened so much to me. So honestly, I was exhausted and didn't want to even communicate, but I had to. My instant thought to myself was, I'm just trying to eat my chips, man. Can I get a break? But my compassion, as always, took over and I looked at her and said, hello. She asked me, what happened? I told her, you're okay now. You can move on. I'm helping your family and your brother and everything's going to be okay. You're at peace. It's okay. Go on now. With that, she looked at me satisfied with my answer and slowly faded out. Just like that, she seemed to be confused a bit, but when I told her it was okay to leave, I saw it was her love for her family that kept her. Sometimes when someone is taken so quickly, they're slightly confused between dimensions. Once I tell them it's okay to leave, they seem to understand instantly that it's far better where they're going. I never saw her again. This type of thing is a common occurrence for me, and many people would be frightened by it, but sometimes... I feel I'm on the other side more than on this one. They are friends. I have so many stories, but that was the one that came out today. Thank you for your forum, Harlow. Thoughts on that? You know, there, there's a reason why I would never want to have that quote-unquote gift because, you know, unless somehow you learn how to shut it off, you can't enjoy your chips mm -hmm. uh, anytime you want because, you know, the, the theory is that I hear that um, when people who have passed know that you can see and you can communicate, they are drawn to you kind of like a lighthouse. And so I would imagine, uh, for the most part, there's just people coming all the time. If I'm in the middle of like a bag of Doritos, and I know how much I love my Doritos, and a dead person comes in wanting conversation, I'm not going to be happy about it. Yeah. It's uh, it's a creepy experience that one would have when uh, they they pop up and and interrupt a junk food eating. I think I'd be very upset by that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, right. I I probably offer some Doritos and maybe that would bring them. I, I wonder about that too sometimes because they say when you uh, when ghosts uh, want to taste something, they just kind of go into it and then you taste it. I wonder if that's true. That would be very 
interesting to like go through a Chinese buffet, like just the middle of it and you just walk through it. It'd be a lot of flavors. It'd be flavor overload. Yeah, but then when you walked away, you'd smell like the buffet the rest of the day. So, do you, do you, you smell know. then when you're dead? Is there an odor? Because sometimes people do smell dead people. So like you're like, right, exactly. oh my God, it smells like Chinese buffet in here. Oh, that's yeah. just Tony. He visited the Chinese buffet at lunch. He smells like lo mein just <laughs> everywhere. And right. then you can like just leave like little strings of lo mein around the house as a sign. And True story. Um, as we are selling uh, this house right now, uh, Harper is fucking with people uh, and uh, she takes, you know, because people have like little signs that they take to mean like this is good luck or something from a dead loved one. Right. Pennies being one of those things. So every fucking showing that we have, she goes in a room and she puts a penny in the middle of the, the room on the clean floor. Everything's picked up. But there's just one penny sitting there. And every, almost like every showing, the penny is gone by the end of it. So somebody sees it, picks it up and thinks, oh, maybe this is a sign. <laughs> I hope it's not scaring people away. Like, oh, my God, there's a ghost. They're leaving pennies around. No, we can't I can't buy this house. And we have like a we have a, a literally a family of cardinals that live in a tree nearby, too. So they're always out, which is great. <laughs> oh, my God, it's Aunt Joyce. She's telling us this is the right house. It's almost like um, what was it? Funny Farm where the. Uh, the name it all like turns into this beautiful thing for the sellers and, and and the buyers and it's like look at how wonderful this whole community is so they what was that was that funny farm i think so yeah it's kind of like that like cue the deer almost <laughs> 20 <laughs> years from now harper's got a very very lucrative realty business all based on those pennies <laughs> well we had uh well, and we had some showings the other day there's the neighbor has horses and and they were out on our side area and Harper was petting them before we left. And I'm like, okay, horses, stay here for the people that are going to come. <laughs> so we, we threw some extra carrots over there and like, okay, stay over here. Because everybody like, ooh, horses. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's all uh, messing with people psychologically to, uh, to buy the house. So there you go. That's been uh, our adventure lately. Uh, that's going to wrap up this episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. Press subscribe wherever you download podcasts so you don't miss any of our episodes. Get an ad-free experience at Apple Podcasts. Even try it for three days free. Patreon.com slash Real Ghost Stories or GhostPodcast.com. Other options to get all that as well. Uh, until next time, for Todd, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. Real Ghost Stories Online.